0: Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services.
1: This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Emily Foges, the CEO of Luminance, an artificial intelligence platform for the legal profession. Hi, Emily. How are you?
0: Hi, Ari. I'm fine. Thank you very
1: much. Emily, tell us about your background and the genesis of Luminance.
0: I have always worked on M&A projects, but on the end of things where you find typically that somebody's bought a company, acquired a company, and actually it's never quite what you expect it to be. No matter how much due diligence you do, there are always surprises. So I was very interested when I was approached by the early Luminance team, who were all technologists from the University of Cambridge who'd been working with advanced machine learning techniques to develop technology that could read and understand documents, legal documents, and then learn from the interaction between lawyers and those documents to get smarter and smarter at understanding them. So I was really fascinated by this and thought this was a really good opportunity to tackle, first of all, the problem of due diligence and how a team of lawyers can possibly get through such vast quantities of documentation and make sense of them. I came on board with those guys back in early 2016, and we worked together to develop the interface with some leading lawyers in London, to make it fit seamlessly within the thought processes of corporate lawyers conducting M&A due diligence in the first instance. And we launched the platform in September 2016, and we've come a really long way since then. We've now got nearly 80 customers in 23 countries around the world, and we are now at the point where we're starting to provide services to corporate legal teams as well, so in-house lawyers as well, so it's a very exciting time.
1: I saw Luminance representatives at both the Lexpo conference in Amsterdam and at the Corporate Legal Operations Consortium Institute in Las Vegas. How have audiences both in the U.S. and Europe been responding to your approach?
0: So it's been very interesting, actually. One of the interesting things about the legal profession is that it's an industry that hasn't changed very much over the years. And so change is in itself quite a new thing. And actually, we found that certain European countries have been much faster to adopt the technology than anywhere else. So Lexpo in Amsterdam is quite poignant for us because one of our first customers, in fact, our second customer, was a Dutch law firm. And we sort of swiftly moved on to the Nordic countries, Sweden, Denmark, Norway. They were all very, very quick to adopt. And then we sort of went around. On the other side of the world and we ended up in Singapore and Australia and New Zealand and, <laughs> and even Thailand, what was really fascinating to me was that it was only once we'd gone on that sort of journey around the whole world kind of collecting up customers all over the place that we started to get the UK and US law firms interested you'd kind of think it would work the other way around but you know it was interesting that it did that yeah and it tells you a lot I think about scale really that you know if you're a huge law firm it's much harder to make changes than if you're a a smaller um, more agile shop
1: Can you tell us how Luminance works and how these different firms are deploying it?
0: What Luminance does is you can upload vast quantities of documents into Luminance
1: really quite quickly. And it then reads
0: and understands all of those documents and plays back the findings in a very intuitive interface. And that interface, we call it the intelligent viewer. So it gives a team of lawyers an instant understanding of a whole data room in a way that's never been possible before. So you can look at a glance and see where the likely issues are and bring the most important documents to the top of the pile immediately and start your review by focusing in the right places. That's been very powerful for firms who want an additional layer of insight onto their due diligence, so that when they start the transaction, they start from a position of much greater control and much greater confidence in what they're looking for. So, for example, most law firms, when they conduct due diligence, there's so much documentation, they know they're never going to get through it all, so they negotiate a sample, right? So you decide which documents are going to push in the sample, you you review those, and the rest of them are just out of scope. What we find with Luminance is very often you'll upload a set of documents and find that some of the most interesting documents, in fact, some of the most telling ones in terms of how the business operates, would have fallen outside the sample because they're not particularly material, but they might come from a jurisdiction that makes a big difference to the transaction overall. So Luminance really turns around that data room, and rather than just showing you the most important material documents from a commercial point of view, it shows you first the ones that are most anomalous, most unusual, that differ from norm for some reason. And as a corporate lawyer, that's the where you're likely to find those kind of hidden gems of information that might otherwise get missed. That's what Luminance does. And in terms of how firms are adopting, there's a huge variety. So Luminance is a technology that you can get up and running within under an hour. You don't need to do any pre-setup configuration, pre-training or anything like that. That's made it possible, I think, for smaller firms with fewer resources to adopt the technology and just get going. Just get going on a real-life piece of work where they can really use the technology to work faster, find issues more quickly and spend more of their time on the more meaningful analysis rather than the sort of repetitive grunt work of going through document after document. For the bigger firms, and we've got some very big firms, we've got 10 of the global top 100 law firms on our books now. There's a different approach sometimes where they might decide to adopt one transaction at a time. So one partner will conduct one transaction, they'll learn from that, and then other partners will decide that they want to get on board as well. Or they'll do the kind of full rollout through their knowledge management team in terms of redefining the way that they work on a transaction and training all of their new associates in that way. And it really varies from firm to firm.
1: What are the challenges associated with adoption of your technology at law firms?
0: Well, I think the first one is obviously just the nature of the law firm, right? So Law firms are very complicated organizations, as we all know. You know, The partner model means that you, know, you very often need consensus across the firm, across lots of different stakeholders before a decision can be made, particularly about adopting technology, which changes the way that you work. That's always going to be a challenge in legal tech to get firms to make a decision about how they're going to move forward with technology. That hasn't been easy, but we've kind of cracked it. I think, you know, with 78 customers on board in 18 months, I think we can say that we've managed to convince them. <laughs> That's been probably the hardest thing. You know, the spirit is willing, and you meet lawyers who say, "Oh, you know, we just need an end to this long, painful process. We need to find a better way of working. There must be a better way of working. Oh, look, here it is, right now. How do we get on board with this?" And then it does get more complicated. We've got some customers here who carried out their pilot with us 15 months ago, right back in the early days and have only just signed up because that's how long it takes to get all of these things signed off. But that's just the nature of this business.
1: Does your technology represent the end of lawyers as we know them? No,
0: I don't believe it does for a minute. In fact, I think what we're seeing here is a real return to proper legal work. I mean, when I talk to very senior lawyers in the city of London, they'll say, do you know what I worry about trainees today? So junior associates, as you'd you'd call them in New York. We hire the best of the best, the brightest young minds out of law school, and we cream off the top and we bring them into the firm, and then we give them unbelievably boring, repetitive work to do. And then one of a number of things is going to happen. Either they're going to get bored and leave and do something else, or they're going to burn out or they're going to sort of get Stockholm syndrome <laughs> and become repetitive boring lawyers and we don't want them to be the partners of the future. You know, and they'll say when they were the Asian, they were in their 20s, you know, they'd come out of law school and it was really exciting to go and work for a big corporate law firm and be on the cutting edge of a deal. And it doesn't feel like that now as a young lawyer. You you feel like you're doing machine work. So the law firm of the future, I think it's a very bright future. It's a future where lawyers will be back doing this kind of meaningful work that they studied for. Most people go into law because they want to make a difference. Getting back to a profession where lawyers are working in a way where they're learning every day rather than doing the same repetitive exercise every day until they manage to move beyond that into something more meaningful.
1: What does the law firm of 2030 look like
0: I think it is going to be a really exciting place full of bright, enthusiastic, interesting lawyers who have been freed up from the shackles of all of this tedious, repetitive work that increasingly young lawyers have to deal with now and are really you know, applying their minds to really creatively solving problems on behalf of their clients and adding huge amounts of value to their clients, not through the crunching through of documents, but through really kind of informed analysis you know, where they can work on more transactions than ever before. And so they learn more from that and they become real experts in their field and are able to really guide their clients and advise them in a very meaningful way.
1: What does the emergence of technology like yours mean for the future of legal services?
0: I think it means that the commercial model will probably change because at the moment we have a commercial model which is very much driven by billable hours still. I think we're starting to see that go into decline. But I think realistically... In the future, that will become a lot less relevant. You know, you will no longer be judged by how long it took you to do something. Much more outcome-focused. And I think, you know, clients will value the firms who are able to get to the answers most quickly and most meaningfully. I think it'll be positive for everybody concerned. I I really don't see a downside to this for the legal profession. Potentially for paralegals who are currently plugging the gap. I think the market for that kind of work will disappear and be replaced by technology,
1: but not for the brightest legal minds. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Emily Foges, the CEO of Luminance, an artificial intelligence platform for the legal profession. Emily, thanks so very much.
0: Thanks, Ari. Nice to speak to you. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.